0: where we explore intersections between physics, metaphysics, religion, society, consciousness, and being. I'm your host, Joe Blakely. I have a theory that all disease, whether it's of the body or of society, is all about too much hoarded information that isn't shared through the system, or not enough trustworthy information so the system becomes incapable of processing the data it actually receives. Unchecked greed and cancer are the same thing expressed different ways, and breakdowns in trust and autoimmune diseases are the equivalent of data processing issues due to unreliable information or the rejection and oppression of information. How we gather and what our masses look like and the information that they impart to each other is important. And I think this is revealed in the story of the Nephilim, and the rise of what I'm calling the Patriarchy Protection protection Racket. Um, How we connect to one another is really important. And since the last episode, there was that really exciting photo of the black hole. We upgrade our processing skills as seen in this black hole photograph. And I love that it's a black hole photo uh, when we pool our gathered data together. That creates a mass of information from many perspectives and angles and to get a better glimpse of the universe and the nature of things. It opens up so many opportunities and doors. The very thing that made this possible is in many ways a guide to our future. This collective us can see and achieve so much more when we incorporate incorporate with, has the word body right into it in it, um, each other's unique and important perspectives. And as long as the information provided has not been corrupted, um, we're good. When there's one or two corruptions even in the data, we're still okay. The image isn't going to be harmed. But if too many are corrupted, it couldn't possibly work. This gathering for learning and knowledge is only possible if there's trust and an honest relaying of information, and if information isn't hoarded. So what happens when we gather for hate? There are many groups that gather for hate. Patriarchy is one such satanic mass. It is a supremacy and hierarchy and usurpation of the throne of God, which is one and undivided. It's a gathering that is exclusive, not universal or Catholic, which is what Catholic is supposed to mean. I had initially intended to do this episode on the Tower of Babel, but as I was doing the last episode and going through Genesis again, the story of the Nephilim and Genesis 5 struck me so differently than it had before. Looking at it from an information density and evolution and feminist perspective, I suddenly saw it quite new. So autoimmune diseases, they're like the collapse of community and trust in the larger human structure. Information is faulty and the body doesn't know where to even begin as everything is suspect. The world is currently experiencing a crisis like this in a very large scale. We don't know what information to trust and we fight each other. The system fights against its own survival. It's like paranoia or PTSD of the hardware system. In humanity, the cure is building trust and that comes with honesty and selflessness. I imagine biofeedback would benefit the healing of autoimmune diseases quite a lot, as would creative visualization and meditation. Most disease is autoimmune in nature. Stress depression, anxiety are all caused with the body trying to fight it, but unable to find a source of relief, so it just lingers and weighs the body down, creating a density like hopelessness, an obstacle in our path. Uh, Anxiety is like a pop-up tab that hijacks your personal processor and gives you heart palpitations. It creates a thickness, a sludgy stagnation made of fear of living in a toxic environment. It's no wonder that this creates heart trouble quite often. And when I say our hardware system, we are both hardware and software. Uh, We are made up of this ever-growing density of um, information of ones and zeros that it's, you know, in our DNA is a densification of four letters in, in, in various combinations and that in itself, the, uh, the nucleus, the cells, all the things that, that make us up. Um, it's just more and more densifications of information. so we have this what looks like hardware to us because it's just super dense information um and we have software which we think of as our ideas and our thoughts and so on that run through it and that's kind of what I mean when I think of us as hardware and software but we're really just it's all this it's all just the same kind of thing but some of it's denser and but we we process things at the same levels over and over again. It's the same pattern that we repeat in everything. And, uh, and hopefully I can show you a little bit of that here. Um, but we're just made of information. We're just like at a fundamental level. It's just we're all software that's concentrated itself, distilled its information over many, many eons, and found ourselves aware of our own unique processing abilities. I discussed this a little bit in the first episode, um, but I want to talk about the ways and how we process this information and what that looks like in reality. And Cain and Abel from Genesis is a very well-known story about our difficulty in understanding why things are like they are. Cain is a lot like an early Job in that he is pissed that life was unfair and didn't see the justice, nor did he see his brother as an extension of himself. He had separated himself out and began to compare and contrast and feel emotions like jealousy. He brought his work to the table, but he felt his offering wasn't appreciated. But was it an offering that also had a hidden cost? Wasn't that offering dependent on a reward? that offering had a you owe me now attached and that's a different energy than an offering that is free of hidden attachments and it's an important detail for uh, as you'll see in later episodes but it's an important detail for the energy that we need in order to move through various spiritual realms and that's based on my own experience. But basically it amounted to this feeling of separation that um, Cain felt amounted to such a profound feeling of separateness that Abel was murdered. And it's the first death recorded in the Bible. And it is only possible if our perception of separateness is high, but our ego is unevolved to meet and understand it. Genesis four ends with it saying at this time, some began to call or proclaim, proclaim the name of the Lord. And if understood from a oneness perspective, it means that at this time already, there were those who could perceive the whole while still being only a part. So there were those who were rising up from that fallen state of separateness. So the story does have a happy ending in that there were still some who got it, but others just didn't. So am I my brother's keeper? All acts of cruelty and aggression become possible if you think that there's no real connection between yourself and anyone or anything else. We can destroy the earth and lie and cheat and steal and harm if we don't feel it ourselves and our own bodies. And when we developed an identity, we also developed this false sense of edges of our feelers, this is me and this is not. That perception is completely limited by the reach of our feelers. Some people have feelers that are very egocentric. They are considered narcissists and their embrace of data is solely their own. Their trust and respect for the information that others have has no interest to them unless they are able to perceive an immediate existent existential crisis to their own survival. And even then, uh, I'm not so sure, they are less evolved and they are very similar to Canaan type. This type is one that has awakened to the sense of self but fears the outside, perceives the other with fear, possibly projecting their own weaknesses onto others, and they've not reconnected to the whole. They do not do any self-reflection. Understandably, over millennia of evolution, many sociopaths perceive this self-reflection as a weakness. However, they have not made the first evolutionary jump that was from the data gathered through connection, let alone data gathered through self-reflection. And this is an exponential learning and data—one um, that is an inward journey, and the other that is outward, as far as data gathering and processing. They will not make the next evolution. They will be left behind. And, and you know, when I think about how those words "left behind" are used in some of these apocalyptic things, I think it's a misunderstanding. But there will be. Um, People left behind in this evolution and they will be like the equivalent to monkeys are, to mankind now. And I'm sad to say that this is a great number of the world today unless they make significant efforts. Their certainty and their ignorance and power will prevent them from this next evolution and the opportunities that will open up for us in the universe. I need to add, that most people when they think about these things like universal consciousness and God and and so on they tend to be very earth-centered how they think of it and form it and that's not how I perceive it. Uh, My feelers extend throughout the universe and I think of it truly as a truly universal creation And brother on planet X is my brother, and we are each other's keeper too. We are all one, divine, all gods, children of the Most High. I found it really interesting as I was um, preparing this, and um, uh, I do have (laughs) stress talking about this stuff, Um, but I found it really interesting that while I was um, talking about this very these very well not exactly these things but the scientific things and other stuff with a bunch of guys they started mocking me and as though I couldn't possibly have any knowledge or insight that they don't already have they judged me as providing false information and yet couldn't and wouldn't name a single thing that I got wrong it was only ad hominems and mockery and so on and then it wasn't just one then a whole bunch started in and uh not with good data to correct me if I was wrong it's not like they were trying to teach me anything better or show me my errors or try to help me get better data. Nope, they were just laughing as though what I brought to the table was unworthy and that I couldn't possibly have any good information to share. And that was really upsetting because they were taking the truth and calling it a lie and laughing and we see this everywhere right now. And even though it was their own ignorance and their own ego that put up the walls and prevented a positive exchange of information and ideas. And and this is why I think it's really important how we gather, you know, when you get a bunch of guys gathering together to just gang up on a girl just because, why? Because... Why, why was the presumption that I did not have this information? Because they didn't have that information? It's really hard for me to fathom. Um, interesting word, fathom. Uh, <laughs> fathom actually is a total tangent, but everything is. Um, fathom means uh, the embrace, and it actually is the equivalent of six feet, which is the breadth of a, a man's reach or the idea is that from tip to tip from finger to fingertip to fingertip is a fathom it's the size of an embrace uh we use it to um when i fathom something is to understand something to understand to understand it to be embracing it um and it's about six feet and it's so we also think of it also as depth of something having depth and we measure things as far as the depth of something as to how much uh how many fathoms, how much how much can be embraced. A total side tangent. But um I love words and I find um uh I find it interesting. So at any rate, so they were not able to embrace this information um and i'm hoping that uh there are others who who can accept this and and can hear from a woman because uh without it i think we are really doing ourselves a real disservice for evolution i frankly i think we're doomed unless we start um so i'm going to talk a little bit about uh the formation of evil in this world and what that looked like it um, looked a lot like patriarchy. It looked a lot like men gathering together to bully women. So uh, this is where we come to the Nephilim and the patriarchy, the beginning of the patriarchy. So I don't think the Nephilim were gods or angels or giants any more or less than anyone else is an angel or god or giant, which we can be <laughs> depending on our... I suppose our energy and our connection and so on and we are all gods um, but they did have self-awareness and they did create large masses and gatherings and cities and built buildings according to the legends and it said that some were good and some were bad and the bad ones were able to organize the badness this giant sizedness is the mass of the gathering The size of the group with one mind, its organization or incorporation, you might say. Cities are incorporated as one body, except they're not truly one body and set themselves up in a way as a false god, cut off from the rest of its body, but at the same time taking at will what it wants and bringing it under its submission. It's like a mob mentality. So they did inherit that ability to perceive difference, but they were fearful and greedy men who were incomprehensible to the newly woke I suppose not quite I mean it's all relative right Um, and self-aware humans because they also appeared self-aware but were lacking the connection to God and the oneness and just took what they wanted without care they weren't seeking more understanding they cut themselves off and took and defended what they could And they're still in the world today, these versions of sons of God, these fallen enough so that they can have self-awareness and see differences, but not risen back up uh, to connect with the greater God, the all, the oneness, without division, whole and holy. They put up walls and ramparts and fortresses and use their size and physical power and lack of care to achieve and maintain power and control. Might makes right, and this has ruled the world ever since. It's false, and we can change this overnight because that isn't what most of us are. But most of us are afraid, or at least lack the vision to see our potential. We've been indoctrinated into this deception from birth now, and most of us are just paralyzed in the face of all that overwhelming collection of power gathered and researching Researching this, I found this on the Nephilim, um, which was is talked about in the Book of Enoch and Jubilees. Um, so here I found this really interesting, uh, and it came to pass when the children of men had multiplied in those days, were born unto them beautiful and comely daughters, uh, great-looking women. And the angels, these children of heaven, saw and lusted after him and said one to another, this is the Nephilim, come let us choose wives among this children of men and beget us children. And then the leader, the leader of these guys, say, I'm worried, I okay, I'm going to totally paraphrase this to you again, but it says, I fear you will not indeed agree to do this deed and I alone shall have to pay the penalty of a great sin. So basically one guy they all looked at these women and they thought we would like to have these women and one of them said let's do it let's just take them let's take what we want and one of them this leader said i'm worried that you're not going to do it and i'm the only one that's going to pay so let's let's make a bond let's bind ourselves and and by to not abandon this plan but to actually do this and they all swore they swore together and bound themselves it says by mutual imprecations upon it and they were all 200 so 200 men came and swore and and created this horrible gathering of evil in order to rape women and so um and they just decided they were all going to agree that they were going to back each other up and they were never going to hold each other accountable and uh, one coercing the others to do what they all knew in their hearts were wrong um, but they went ahead and did it anyway and if Eve was the birth of life and our progress this was the birth of patriarchy and hierarchy, hierarchies of power So where people gather and densities and masses occur, what I will call idols tend to form. We like to focus our attention around things from ideas to people. Those things or people with attention increase in amplitude. This can be good or bad for everyone involved, depending on how it manifests and how it's uh, managed by that focal point or density how that information that is added unto it is processed and what that information actually contains. The original pattern changes shape too in response. It's an iterative process and when I imagine this, I picture patterns and densities that have primary patterns at the center like the nucleus and many, many patterns that attach and are attracted to it with magnetism. The word magnet and magnetism is interesting. In French, the word for magnet and the word for lover is the same, amant. I also have a theory that this force, this energy that brings us together is love energy. It's the same effect for us in macro scale as it is in the quantum scale. We are meant to interact and combine and share information for our mutual benefit and growth. When it's positive and working effectively, We can gather the best knowledge, diverse as possible impressions and angles of view, and then reprocess all that information and learn new things from it, just like that photo of the black hole. We can learn so much more by sharing and working together and respecting all the different angles and points of view. When it's negative, it's dysfunctional. It gathers, it hoards, and it doesn't share. It creates obstacles and masses and arterial blocks. Or it doesn't even gather or care. It just rots in place. Either way, it gets stuck on the same thing over and over again. It's static, it's status quo, and it counts as a loss of information in the system. The very rich 1% are the epitome of runaway greed and are the equivalent of stage four cancer in humanity. Well past just an immovable mass or tumour, it has become mobile and spread throughout humanity. The hoarding of resources and the use of it to exercise power and control to prevent the rise of others to an equal standard has prevented the education and growth of the world. We could have been far more advanced and successful as species by now, but their desire to oppress was greater than our courage and will and love for one another. They have so much money. It isn't about money, if it ever was about money. It feels so anti-life and so unnatural to me. It's like anti-matter. It's a runaway disease. And they've not been able to successfully see their own way out of their own self-destructive dilemma that they created for themselves. And yet many see their successes and think that it is success. Uh, They incorporate that paradigm into their how-to-do-life manual, playing the game by the unwritten rules that are manifest. But for them, they are missing so much of the picture. We have a difficult time imagining something that we've yet to experience, like peace, or new models for civilization, or true equality and shared resources. And yet every religion does have this lesson of love thy neighbor as thyself and do unto others within it that somehow they managed to justify the oppression of over 50% of the information and understanding. This is hypocrisy. And that barrier created is all the proof needed to see that it does not worship the true God, which is universal and one and undivided. People can bond over love and sharing. But we see in the story of the Nephilim, it can become twisted when we don't truly connect with one another. People bond over hate and violence too. And ego and their own sense of superiority and today we see it a lot i even saw a dating app that allowed you to match over mutual hates it's a different tar- type of energy that's for sure and it creates a different world i think in the story about the uh, the nephilim god was so angered by the behavior of the men and what they were doing that he brought a flood and to make sure that the message that both the male and the female information was important and women were counted and included, both male and female were saved in the Ark. But still nothing's changed. If you look today at every single major religion, women are excluded. In every part of life, women have little say in power over their own bodies. We find ourselves at the mercy of the unmerciful, not to mention facing another flood. Pressure is a force that creates densities and those densities create more concentrated information and new dimensions, gatherings and evolutions. It opens new pathways for our survival. Though they try to oppress, in the end, they will have oppressed themselves out of their own evolution and will be left behind. Some homo sapiens have already grown to develop excellent inner metaphysical, emotional, spiritual processors. They've developed a good understanding of self and what Young might call self-actualization. They've done a lot of inner work and uh, processing and learned to love self and beingness. Some have also done a lot of outer growth and developed connection with the world, discovered their own humility and relativity, and learned to love each other and creation and the world. They've processed and integrated many varied points of view into their own perceptions and act with integrity uh, according to their point of view in the world. Integrity is the opposite of hypocrisy. And many people have done both and they have progressed along this line that we've had available to us of understanding for quite some time. And some have moved on to a whole other phase of evolution even beyond that. So... We're now reaching um, many leaps forward, if you will, and there are many people who are falling behind. Patriarchy is the epitome of an autoimmune disease, negatively regarding half the information or more, often outright excluding it or attacking it. In other words, only letting the males into the ark. The oppression and disregard of women proves that they have not connected with the one they purport to worship. By their exclusion and use of various tactics, including violence, threats, and bribery to control and break down the integrity of men and women alike, they show they are not the authority of how to get to God. We allow these false idols of gathered densities and focus and networks to breach our integrity when we worship them or hold them unaccountable or higher than they deserve, just because they have gathered more, does not mean that they have gathered well. They have gathered through violence and iniquity. We must not confuse that density with holiness. When people gather well, we help each other. When we gather badly, we get exclusion, oppression, and slavery. You will know them by their fruits. On the next episode, I will get to this next little bit of the Bible and talk about reverse engineering the story of the Tower of Babel and probably another tangent or two. Thank you so much for listening. Please support this podcast at patreon.com forward slash I have a theory and record your comments or questions at anchor.fm forward slash I have a theory and I might use them in the show I do welcome your questions you can also support me when you purchase anything from Cohereandthere.com, c-o-h-e-r-e and there t-h-e-r-e.com listeners get 10% off with the code theory10 Thanks for listening. I hope you like the show, and if so, please leave a five-star review and help spread the good data. In other words, the good word.